Now, for those of you who follow my personal social media pages, you know that I mentioned a while back that I had a big announcement that I was going to be making. Well, yesterday I officially went public with it, and I am happy to announce here on the Boochcast that Booch Fest is returning. And it is coming to the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The show will be taking place on November 3rd at 8 p.m. And that will be the first of many shows that will be taking place on a bi-weekly basis, which means starting November 3rd, every other Thursday, there will be a comedy showcase at the Anchor Bar. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Rushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good, Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young, Devin Cruz, from AEW, Griff Garrison, The Russian Wolf, Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0, Dave Wills, it's still real to me, damn it, the All-American Blue Chipper, Chase Emery, Buckshot Brian Brock, NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions, The Heat Seekers, Born Scum, Chase Lovelace, Stan the Man Lee, from AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown, Marcus Cross, Outlaw Randy Wayne, from AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox, The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage, and many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at combat underscore pro underscore wrestling to find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School weightlifting department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Games.
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Boochcast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, I have got a big, huge surprise for you guys. Now, some of you old-school Boochcast fans, you're going to love this. If you're new to the show, you're going to love it, too. For the first time in a long time, I have got a dear friend back on this show who is going to be bringing the NFL version of The Boochcast. I told you all I had something special coming up, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen. This guy has been a frequent guest on my show. He is one of the biggest if not the biggest football expert I know. Like, this man breaks down football the way I break down wrestling. So, if you're a wrestling fan, a football fan, this is the segment. This is the episode for you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the NFL exporter, Mr. Lance Goodman. Lance, welcome back, bro. Oh, man, thank you so much, Vinny. I I couldn't be more than happy to uh, come back. How's everything going? Dude, man, everything's going great, man. I'm having a, just, you know, you know me, man, just constantly working, constantly going out there. I've been... My schedule's been hectic. I've been, you know, I've been promoting the show coming up. Um, actually, uh, at the time y'all are listening to this, I got the the Booch Fest show at the Anchor Bar and Grill uh, later tonight. So I've been, um, you know, doing insane uh, promo work on that and a few other things. But uh, you know, Lance, it's been a long time, man, since you've been on the show. Um, what you been up to? Just continuing to build and grow. Uh, definitely have uh, branched out here to Atlanta. Have a great football club for football fans uh, here in the city. Uh, so, uh, open to all football fans, college. NFL, high schools, just a one great place for people to be able to come out and, and have a good time. And then also with NFLexporter.com, uh, that is still a leading source for NFL information and still number one for NFL and fantasy football advice and something new uh, since the last time, uh, Vinny, that I was on your show. Uh, now also uh, providing uh, expert advice for gambling as well. So uh, just been, you know, broadening, uh, expanding out a little bit and trying to keep uh, continuing to raise the bar for the football culture. Absolutely, and and one and I remember uh, when we uh, finally uh, started talking again. I remember uh, you invited me out. I think it's called the. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. The Foling Warehouse. I think it is. I don't know if it's Foling or Fowling. Yes. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but when, I remember you invited me out there. And now you're starting to do like I know you got the football club going. You got these uh you know monthly events you got in this in the in the city. Uh, what inspired you to finally uh, create this you know kind of watch party kind of thing and uh invite football fans out? Like how did you get started with that? Yeah, just be a lifelong and, and true uh, devout football fan myself uh, just thinking about different creative ways and experience uh, to allow f- fans to come out and, and, and fans are people and, and people to be able to come out in a uh, safe and fun environment and have a good time and do something that they uh, normally enjoy doing uh, with some a- extra additives to it you know it's nice to be able to come out and rub shoulders with uh, people who enjoy the same thing as you a lot of times you're running into uh, people that you uh, may uh, come from the same city from uh, people who you may be fans in common or rivals and then uh, the elements of just music and uh, you know having a place where uh, over 40 TVs and different fun activities to do and so just really want to create an experience uh, for people you know uh, to come out and do something that's unique and different and join something uh, especially with me you know being in the industry myself so it all just made sense at the end of the day and uh, I'm happy to say that things are going well uh, I'll definitely be looking forward to seeing uh, everyone come out uh, to our next event here in Atlanta for the big Falcons and Panthers game uh, that'll play be taking place on November 10th. So I'll definitely make sure, Vinny, that you yourself uh, gets the information so you can get it directly to your fans uh, so they can come out uh, along with you and, and support this great event. Absolutely. And and, I, and speaking, I know you mentioned the Falcons game that's uh, next week. I actually was, um, you know, I was at, I was at another, I was at a place on Sunday. I was doing this uh, networking thing over there and somebody had, 
had on the they had uh, on the it's like this pizza it's like this gyro pizza place in uh, Conyers. They had this big sign that had all the basically the whole Falcon schedule on it. And I was noticing, okay, they had they had they had the uh, the Carolina and Atlanta here. Then it was like another game, and then Carolina right afterwards. And I thought that was kind of weird because I've is it normal in a football schedule to have to like play a team one week and then two weeks later play them again? Was there a scheduling conflict? Is there a different? Maybe it's a different Carolina team. I'm not aware of because the Panthers are the only ones I know. No, uh, ironically, it happens like that um, throughout the course of the season, maybe no more than a handful of times. And so uh, it is something that is very odd and strange. But a few times a year, you do have situations like that uh, in various divisions. I don't know exactly how uh, that plays out. But in terms of scheduling, uh, that obviously is the, uh, you know, the, the, the most effective route to go. So I do indeed think that's strange when that does happen, when you see, you know, on a schedule that, wow, you know, these teams just play, you know, uh, today and then, wow, the week after next, they're playing again. So definitely strange. Definitely not something common. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely threw me off there. So, um, so, um, obviously, uh, week eight has uh, come and gone. Um, obviously, at the time that we're recording this, uh, the Monday night game hasn't quite happened yet. Um, but just out of curiosity, what, what would you say were the, like the highlights of this week and the things that uh, really stood out? Uh, games that, that uh, played from uh, Thursday to Sunday across the board. Uh, we could start at the top, and that would be from the best teams have established themselves now in the uh, NFL. You know, that's one of the great things about the NFL uh, football season, unlike some other sports where you automatically know coming into the season what's going to happen. Uh, Don't get me wrong. There certainly are teams that you knew coming into the season were going to be good, but the NFL always has surprise teams, uh, excuse me, surprise teams each season. And with the season being so short and and relative to other uh, sports, if you look at basketball, it's an 82 game season baseball 162 games you know hockey i don't know exactly how many games they play but i know it's you know 70 80 i believe it's a pretty pretty big amount so for the nfl would it only be in 16 games uh it does it can it can certainly ha- uh, change from year to year with injuries uh player movement uh coaching switches so on and so forth and so for right now you look out in the afc and the buffalo bills the kansas city chiefs they've certainly established themselves as being uh, the top two teams in the AFC. Uh, When you look uh, next to them right now, you know, the Baltimore Ravens uh, are a team that's kind of peaking at the right time along with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, And then you look in the AFC South and certainly the Tennessee Titans have established their dominance. And I'll start there. You ask about week uh, eight games, you know, Tennessee played this week without their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, But we've seen this before with Tennessee. And uh, for those who did not see the game, uh, uh, Derrick Henry became uh, tied, made history, I should say tied history, with uh, becoming the sixth player to have six uh, 200-yard rushing games. Had 219 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And so for Tennessee, uh, they're a team that I think from, from a fan standpoint, you just wonder, will they ever be able to get over the hump and, and, and eventually win a Super Bowl. I mean, the window is certainly closing. Uh, if you look at Tennessee, they've been to Vinny, uh, the AFC championship game before. They lost to Tennessee a couple, excuse me, to Kansas City a couple years ago. And so they're a team that you know for a fact, looking at the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, they lost this week to the Washington Redskins, excuse me, Commanders. They've pretty much thrown their towel on their season. Uh, they d- elected to go with a backup quarterback, sat Matt Ryan on the bench for the season. Jacksonville still stumbling over themselves. And so Tennessee is certainly the front 
front runner uh, in that division. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills, we've seen them on Sunday night football. Uh, they're the top team right now to beat. That's no surprise to to anybody. Uh, the Miami Dolphins behind them, they played a great game out in Detroit. I think a lot of people are just curious about their defense, but they're showing offensively. They can certainly put up points. Uh, New England and the Jets, they played each other. And um, the Patriots were able to come out of that game on top. Um, both of those teams right now kind of mediocre. I think one of your bigger surprises, Vinny, would be the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, if you look at the names that they had on their roster going out, getting Devonta Adams at wide receiver, uh, they have Josh Jacobs at running back, Darren Waller at tight end, uh, Hunter Renfro, he caught over 100 passes last year. They went out and got Chandler Jones to help help the defense, and um, they didn't score yesterday. They went out to New Orleans and got shut out and embarrassed, and their season uh, is, is, is really on the brink of being over, unless they turn things around quick. So, you know, those were some of the things uh, this past week and as far as the AFC that was cons- uh, surprising to me as far as the NFC that Falcons and Carolina game was crazy did you see that Vinny yes oh that was insane yeah that that game you know I, 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 it's kind of hard even to sum up words with the different uh, twists and turns and how that game eventually played out but the AFC South is very uh, intriguing right now Atlanta is actually the team that is in first place and uh, with the way that that game ended uh uh, with Carolina uh, ultimately having to miss an extra point because their player took his helmet off on the field after tying the game up and then he missed and then there was another missed field goal and I mean just the ups and downs I mean I feel like that should have been like an ESPN classic I mean just the 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 excitement and the way that game was just all over the place I mean that was that was crazy but um, man you look at the NFC South and it's really hard to sum up you know the, one of the biggest surprises for sure would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you talk about what happened this past week uh, this is the, the three-game losing streak for the first time uh, in, in, in Tom Brady's career in a long time. And just Tampa Bay in general. And they're a team that's really struggling uh, right now. There's a lot of different dynamics going on with Tampa Bay as to why they're struggling. They lost this week at home against Baltimore. This is uncharacteristic of the of the Tampa Bay team we've seen since Tom Brady has been there. Uh, if you think about the last two years, nobody was, you know, Tampa wasn't on a three-game losing streak. Nobody was coming into Tampa Bay and beating beating them in consecutive games. And that's what's happened. So uh, it's a multitude of things, Vinny. This thing is really layered. Uh, Man, however we want to go ahead and and slice the pie, you know, we can start with Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who's all about rituals and and schedules and putting in work and putting in reps and perfecting his craft. And, you know, this past offseason, he had to do something that he normally doesn't do. He wasn't readily available in training camp. Uh, Recently, uh, you know, he just finalized his divorce. So I think, you know, off the field issues, you know, I think uh, you have definitely played into this year where he's been very inconsistent uh, with his play on the field and uh, it's leaked over to their offensive line. They've uh, they're all pro center has missed the majority of the has missed, excuse me, missed the season. Uh, Their offensive line has had injuries. They're unable to run the football. Also, uh, that's some of the great information you get on NFLexporter.com. There's a piece in there that we have called the uh, quarter fantasy football quarterback notebook. And I talked to owners about, you know, in terms of fantasy and fantasy is really a reflection of NFL football because all it is is, you know, obviously you're picking the best players who are going to perform the best. And so, you know, you look at a guy like Tom Brady and I asked the question without Antonio Brown, without Rob Gronkowski, 
and starting off the season without a healthy Chris Godwin, you know, would we expect for Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay offense to look the same? And the question thus far has been no. And so, you know, they're a team that I think they obviously have room to turn it around, but another big loss for them for their defense, which is another issue, Vinny, you know, to begin the season after maybe two or three games, this was supposed to be a vaunted and one of the top five defenses in the NFL. And that has not happened. And they suffered a big blow uh, with uh, Shaquille Barrett, Shaq Barrett, uh, their top defensive end, uh, tearing his Achilles this past week. So they've got a rough road ahead. Uh, I think it's, like I said, more than meets the eye. I mean, at this point, there's no secret with the amount of, you know, media exposure on things that, that were out there. I certainly don't want anybody to think I was trying to throw any slights uh, at Tom Brady because at the end of the day, he's a human being like anybody else, right? I mean, he was married. He had a divorce, you know, obviously because he is who he is. It's going to get publicized more than, you know, a normal situation, especially, I guess, as well, considering how and who his wife is as well. But I was making the point that for Tampa Bay, if you look at their struggles between the offensive line, which is not allowing any running game, so they're really one-dimensional right now, Tom Brady doesn't have the same weapons that he did last year and the year before. I mean, to be able to have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, he had like the top receiving core in the NFL. Those guys weren't there this year. Problems on the offensive line. You know, he's not able to put in the normal amount of work that he does. So it's a multitude of things combined with their defense. You know, they got a lot of problems going on in Tampa Bay. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are the other team in the division. They uh, shut out the Las Vegas Raiders. They're very interesting to me. Their defense hasn't particularly played up to what uh, most NFL fans expect the most, myself included. But their offense, which is not at full strength. I think a lot of Saints fans are disappointed. I think NFL fans in general, Mike uh, Michael Thomas uh, has spent uh, the, rem- the majority of the season out injured. The same with Jarvis Landry. That's their top two wide receivers. And so, you know, they're a team that has a lot of talent on offense. I think they have room to improve if and when those guys I just mentioned get back on the football field. But Alvin Kamara is one heck of a football player. I know that for, for people who watch the NFL, uh, I know for Saints fans, for fantasy football owners, uh, he's an absolute stud. This guy is a really a great performer. And uh, right now they're a team that's in the mix. It'll be interesting to see what the end product looks like uh, for New Orleans if they can get fully healthy. Um, moving over to the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'll go in the correct pecking order. Uh, right now, Philadelphia is the top team in the NFC East, the only undefeated team in the NFL. Very impressive this past week at home, uh, playing against the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, you know, what's been happening a lot of times, Vinny, is teams will go on a bye and then when they come back from the bye instead of being sharp and fresh and ready to go which is the reason that the bye is taking place in the first place teams are coming back kind of sluggish uh teams are coming back you know it's taking them a while to get get back going well the philadelphia eagles came out this week and offensively they're a juggernaut right now a quarterback jalen hurts in his third year he has really taken off he's one of the early mvp candidates his main target aj brown they brought him in this past season from the uh Tennessee Titans. He he's a guy who uh, had three touchdown catches in the first half yesterday. Philadelphia has the best offensive line, and they made quick work of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team who's really struggling right now with a rookie quarterback having offensive line issues. Uh, they got a lot of issues there, but Philadelphia right now established himself early, Vinny, as the cream of the crop in the NFC. Right behind him, though, just as impressive yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys roll 
rolled over the Chicago Bears 49 and 29. And uh, Dallas right in the mix. Uh, they have an excellent team. I certainly expect for them in Philly, if they can stay healthy, to be right there at the end. Uh, a team is very interesting right now who I think it's a dead end uh, at some point. We all know that. But playing well right now, a three-game win streak, the complete opposite of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Coming into the season, Vinny, if somebody were to say, hey, which team do you think is going to have a three-game losing streak this year? Washington or Tampa Bay? Everybody would say Washington, and it's actually the, the opposite. Washington went to Indianapolis yesterday, won a very tough game. They're 4-4 four and four right now. They had a new quarterback in Taylor Heineke come in a couple weeks for Carson Wentz, and he seems to invigorate the team. And so, again, they're a team that I, I, I certainly would not pose a huge threat in the bigger scheme of things, but they are finding a way to win some ball games. And obviously, with Tampa Bay struggles, and let's move over to the Green Bay Packers, who lost their fourth game in a row. Their struggles, I think you can see what I'm talking about, right? I mean, regardless how it's getting done, the commanders right now have come off the football field holding their head high for three straight weeks and between Tampa Bay and Green Bay, right? Two perennial Super Bowl contenders coming into the season. These teams haven't won in almost a month. And so, you know, you look at Green Bay, it's a mess, Vinny. I mean, it's an absolute <laughs> mess and there's more than enough blame to go around. Uh, you know, you can start with, hey, look, to me, you knew from the time that you did not resign all pro wide receiver Devonta Adams. You knew that there were some transitions and adjustments that were going to have to be made at the wide receiver position. And obviously from training camp, Vinny, when you were hearing grumbles, you were hearing things coming from Green Bay that these wide receivers that they had weren't up to par, you know, weren't quite getting things. To me, where's the adjustment? You have two good running backs and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. But then the question becomes, Vinny, how good is your offensive line? And I think, you know, right now you're looking at Green Bay up to this point, none of their wide receivers have been able to step up. They were expecting for Alan Lazard to do that. He's proven he's not fully capable yet. So, you know, they're a team that really misses Devonta Adams at wide receiver. I think uh, in this particular case, you can really see that. Uh, in the game of football, a high premium, and rightfully so, goes on to the quarterback and their value. But I think in this particular case, Vinny, you know, you can clearly see what Devonta Adams meant to Green Bay, their offense, Aaron Rodgers, and their success. They're really struggling right now in a team that is far behind. Who's been impressive to me, Vinny? And I've been the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I tell you very quietly, they're at six and one right now, uh, kind of laid back in the, in the NFC. I think all the chatter and talk is about Philadelphia and Dallas, and Minnesota's kind of just kind of laying back under the radar at six and one. But uh, they've got a big uh, three game lead out in that NFC North. And uh, up to this point, I would say they're a team where they're, they're starting to really maximize on their talent. Uh, they had a new head coach come in. I think that certainly is, is playing well in the locker room in terms of uh, former head coach Mike Zimmer did an excellent job when he was there. But, you know, a little bit of an older guy, defensive-minded guy, new head coach that they brought in this year uh, as a guy who's definitely offensive-minded. Uh, you can see some tweaks that he's done with the offense. And for them, once they really got running back Dalvin Cook in the mix, things started to really uh, pan out for them. Defensively, I like the additions they made in the offseason, season, excuse me, and particularly bringing over uh, Zadarius Smith from the uh, Green Bay Packers. He's having a huge impact. So they're a team that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody is going to have the same question that me and you are, Vinny, and any real football fan is going to have. You can ask the Minnesota Vikings fans themselves. And that is, in the biggest moments, in the biggest games, is Kirk Cousins 
going to be able to come through or not be the reason why Minnesota doesn't potentially get to a Super Bowl because let's face it Vinny for a lot of these teams I'm talking about you know they've been in the mix for a minute and like I said when I say the windows closed and meaning it was very difficult to be able to reach the Super Bowl to reach a championship game and so when you have as much talent as some of these teams have you really got to try to take advantage of that uh moving over to your final division Vinny in the NFC West the San Francisco 49ers are a team that I think is as well are a little bit under the radar but coming out of their bye week they are probably going to be a team that's very dangerous if they can stay healthy that's been the main issue with the San Francisco 49ers if you look at two of the last three years the two years that they were healthy they they made the NFC championship game the year they weren't healthy they weren't very good and so they've had an unfortunate history of dealing with injuries uh but they're a team with their latest addition bringing over running back Christian McCaffrey uh from the Carolina Panthers he brings a whole new dynamic and element to that offense and we've seen that yesterday where he became one of the few players in NFL history to as a running back throw a touchdown run for a touchdown and catch a touchdown and in the process really sparked San Francisco which is so crazy to see Vinny I used to live out in LA and when the 49ers come to town to play the Rams the game is completely 49ers fans if you go watch any video on YouTube from that game you'll see a sea full of red and so it's really like a home game 40-49ers in LA which is so crazy but the Rams Vinny they're another team like Tampa Bay like Green Bay this is last year's Super Bowl winner man they're struggling big time offensive big time problems on the offensive line uh no running game whatsoever uh Cooper Cup appears to be the only wide receiver that quarterback Matthew Stafford can connect with he looks about a shell of himself from last year and their defense is solid but I think you know it's kind of just like too much pressure is being put on them now I'll say this for other true NFL fans out there those who are into it like history big stats and stuff like that maybe the Rams trouble shouldn't be too much of a surprise because let's just say maybe be 10 out of the last 15 years something like that a team who makes the, the two teams who make the Super Bowl the following year one of them don't make it back and so I'm certainly not counting out the Rams yet but uh they certainly don't look anywhere not only like the Super Bowl champions they were last year they don't look anything like the team that they were last year so if I'm a Rams fan I'm concerned I'm if I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan I'm concerned as well uh lost to a very good Minnesota Vikings team yesterday Vinny like I said I was able to watch that game Minnesota at 6-1. They played the better brand of football across the board. Arizona, I think it's, too, it's going to be too little too late. Uh, right now, I think they're staring at maybe, what, 2-5, and 2-6. And, six, and uh, they're just not good enough. They're another team. Offensive line problems. Can't run the football. You know, I know I sound redundant during this segment, but from an NFL schematic standpoint, Benny, you know, football, you don't want to be too one-dimensional. You don't want to be to the point to where a team can kind of guess and know what it is you're going to do. And so for a lot of these teams that we've talked about if you can't run the football then you're staying in a lot of third and long situations and especially if you don't have a good offensive line you, you know your, your quarterback's under a lot of pressure especially if you don't have good skill position guys on the outside so when I mentioned Arizona look again if they can't run the football they really only have one really good wide receiver let's call him great and DeAndre Hopkins had one of the best catches uh, of the season so far yesterday 
but they just don't have enough offensive firepower and their defense is not good enough. And so, you know, I think it's a little late for Arizona, but the team Vinny to round things out uh, is the Seattle Seahawks. And this is definitely one of the biggest surprises of the NFL season, especially when you take into consideration, man, you want to talk about a comeback story. You know, you want to talk about, you know, you always hear uh, people say, you know, uh, that hearing the great, you know, the, the great American hero, you know, that kind of thing, you know, the kind of, kind of Rudy, you know, the underdog theme, the movie Hoosiers. How about Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, got drafted, what, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years ago, went to the New York Jets, losing organization. We all know that a lot of times that's the pitfall when you are taking number one overall as a quarterback. You're going to a team that's horrible. That's, that's why you're, that's why you're, they didn't take first overall, right? They didn't win many games a year before. And so went to a horrible situation, had a couple bright moments in, in, in New York, but overall was a failure, right? That's what unfortunately comes along with when you are in no matter what sport drafted high and expectations are placed upon you when you don't meet them unfortunately you become under a lot of scrutiny and in this case uh, that's kind of how it's been the, the, the narrative you understand now with Geno Smith he was basically written off and so to see him right now uh, basically even mentioned okay this guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now he's playing at a very high level after spending his whole career as a backup and it is impressive to see and he has really uh, opened, man, I think everybody's eyes. I mean, people, when you heard Geno Smith was taking over for Russell Wilson, you definitely expected that this was a setback, that Seattle wasn't going to be as good, as competitive. Uh, you know, Geno Smith was a guy who didn't have a good reputation, but it's the complete opposite um, of that right now. And Geno Smith is playing lights out. Seattle's in first place in the NFC West, and they're one of the big stories, Vinny, um, coming out as we approach the halfway point of the season. Uh, they're a team that is rounding in the form and if they continue to get better they're going to be a major player in the nfc before it's all said and done on the flip side of the coin and i'll end it like that because i know we're getting a little pressed for time uh patrick mahomes kansas city chiefs mentioned them in the beginning of the show don't want to lead them out certainly along with the buffalo bills again impressive we've seen a consistent brand of football they'll certainly be there in the end if they stay healthy but russell wilson and and and, and we talked about geno smith you can't help but to talk nfl this year without talking about denver broncos and Russell Wilson, uh, very fortunate to get a win yesterday in London, but the expectations have not been met there in Denver. And there's a lot of the scrutiny. There's a certainly a, a lot of things you hear coming out of Denver, and none of them are very good. It's a team that certainly is not uh, playing how they expected to play. Their rookie head coach, uh, first year head coach Nathaniel Hackett, uh, from the beginning, this thing has just kind of been a mess. And so they're a team that uh, people certainly want to pay close attention to, Vinny, uh, because uh, if they don't turn the corner, uh, I'm not sure how things can go with the NFL trade deadline coming up. You're already hearing some names being thrown around. And so uh, those are some of the fascinating stories, Vinny, not only from this past weekend, uh, but from the NFL season overall, uh, which is always uh, a big, interesting story in itself. Absolutely. And, you know, and I was and I was amazed that you brought up, and I was glad you brought up when we were talking before about Tom Brady. Um, I know you brought up the fact that he went through the divorce, because that was actually a question I was going to ask. Because I was starting to think, you know, maybe mentally that could be messing with, because I know some people are th- are worried about the age, and I'll be honest, I'm not, and maybe it's just the wrestler in me. But like, like they say, like you know, Tom Brady's 45, but the wrestling fans out there, they know we got we got this guy Bobby Lashley who's 45, and yet he still moves in the ring like a 20 year old, and he's already got the match with Brock Lesnar who also moves very fast for his age. 
And you got the two of them. They're in the. They're going to be at the Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel show on Saturday. So age was never really a factor for me. Like I'm, I, I don't really look at age because I've seen too many stories where whether it's reality or fictional, where it's like, oh, this guy's too old and he ends up stealing the show. So I've never really been a guy to focus on age. But I did think maybe the divorce messed with him, and I know he had that that one incident that everybody was giving him crap for. The apologized for where he talked about you know getting ready to get back on the field and he compared it to like going to deployment and I. Think I think some people gave him shit for that, which um, obviously I don't think he meant any disrespect by that, but I think, and this is just my theory, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, uh, but I felt like when he said that, I think that was more of an athletic mentality, because we hear so many stories about when people talk about, you know, especially in football, when they're like, hey, we're going to go out, they're going to go out on the field, or they're going to go out and play, they always make it seem like, you know, it's a battle, we're going to war, this is the gridiron, like, you know, they have that, like, war mentality when they play, and also I remember on the ranch, uh, Ashton Kutcher did a bit about how he was mad his brother left to go to another work for another place and he said didn't you leave the family for a period of time he goes hey man that's football that's serving your country and it was meant to get a laugh so you know I felt like there was I just felt like maybe that could have been a mental thing or maybe that's you know maybe that was another issue do you think that might have played a role or do you think he just brushed that off and kept playing no I mean I think across the board like I said that's why I mentioned the element of him being a human being Uh, let's face it if you have things going on in your personal life in your home life that are all that certainly has the ability to affect uh, you and your day-to-day ability to be able to function and do the things that you normally do, which are more in a comfortable type circumstances. So, uh, you know, I'm saying that, you know, there are a plethora of things that have played into uh, Tampa Bay's poor performance on the field from the offensive standpoint and his as well. And it's a culmination of those things. You know, like I said, I don't think it was like overly, overly public about what was going on in his personal life, but people could put two and two together, you know, knowing that he was supposed to retire after last year, and then that didn't happen. And when you see, you know, the long-running success he's had, the type of money he has, his stature, I mean, pretty much has everything. When you've seen him having to leave training camp in the preseason, you pretty much got the idea of what was going on. And, you know, so those types of things, like I said, that's affecting work. You know, that's not a personal thing. That's not making any news of time. You know, if, you, if you're not at work, that's effect. When he comes back, you know, that's meaningful. Like I said, to a guy like Tom Brady, who's as tedious and repetitious as he is, yeah. missing 11, 12 days of training camp, that's that's not good for him. You know, especially like you said, we can't also ignore father time, still playing at a high level, but that's important. You know, maybe that's something that, you know, affect his play. Like I said, the offensive line, not having, you can't, you can't underestimate how important having a presence like Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown was to that offense. Yeah. You know, those are two guys who can dominate on a week-to-week basis. That's what made Tampa Bay so dangerous that it was like, man, I got to pick my poison. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, goodness, you know, who do I, who do I cover? You know, I mean, Tom Brady threw 82 touchdown passes <laughs> in his first two seasons at Tampa Bay. So, like, those guys missing hurts. And then, like I said, when you have injuries on the offensive line, when you can't run the football, then that culmination of things, you know, is just can be very difficult to overcome. You know, I see the some of the throws that he's missed this year. Um, and he certainly has some drops. We know Mike Evans dropped a huge one yeah. a couple weeks ago. But Tom Brady, some of the throws that he's has that's been off, uh, which is not, you know, we see normal in him. And I think those are the things, you know, that, like I said, all those things adding up, you know, football's a game of timing, rhythm, and some of the throws that he missed last week. He had two, two passes last week. Mike Evans, oh, 
opening the back of the end zone. Kyle Rudolph coming across the middle. Both of those pitch and catch. And he overthrows Evans in the back of the end zone. And he overshoots, uh, leads it out too far for Kyle Rudolph, who had, had clearly had his man beaten. And all Brady had to do was put it there and he missed it. And so, you know, I, I think just the, the the culmination of everything. And like I said, for anybody who understands who's been through, you know, a divorce, whatever the case may be, there's no way that it can't, you know what I'm saying, have some type of, you know, even if it's here or there, that's what this game, you know, game is uh, a matter of inches. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. And speaking of quarter and speaking of quarterbacks, we were talking before about Tom Brady and Geno Smith. Uh, I will say this week, th- this week, Josh Allen impressed me a lot in that game. I mean, he was literally like, whether he was passing or out sneaking around, QB sneak out, you know, outside people. I saw the dude, I saw the, he's one of the few quarterbacks I've seen score a touchdown, like actually running into the end zone. I don't, I don't see that often. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, maybe it happens all the time and I don't notice it, but I happen to notice it in that game. So Josh Allen really stood out to me. I think he is definitely somebody that if, if, the, if the, if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I see him being the MVP. Uh, that's just my opinion personally. Um, I also, I will say this part made me laugh. I was watching when, during the Steelers Eagles game. The stuttering ref, I'm surprised that hasn't gone viral yet. That was literally my favorite, watching the guy say, like, he was, I think he was trying to say unnecessary roughness, but he said something like, Unne- hold unnecessary in football. Like, like it kind of reminded me of that, of the movie The Replacements during that last, towards the end of the movie where they just, went, they, where they all just snap and beat the crap out of the other team, and they're throwing flags all over the place. You got the guy going, um, holding uh, unnecessary roughness, 20, uh, 45, and the guy finally goes, okay, just how many yards, and they push them all the way to the one yard line i don't know that kind of just i don't know did you I don't know, did that, that did that make anybody else laugh or was that just me i thought it was hilarious. man that was crazy i mean so many things that you see out here it's just like unbelievable yeah and then of course uh the falcons in first place never thought i'd hear those words and uh and then and then of course um now i got two more questions then we'll wrap up um you were saying before about how the rams are a different team now than they were when they played in the super bowl did you notice any changes in the off seasons that could have affected the rams or is this just some random like recent development no absolutely not uh, those changes certainly were and that's what I was alluding to earlier talking about how the NFL is so intriguing because nothing is for sure nothing is forgiven don't get me wrong you definitely know coming into the season you know who the tech top teams would ex- expect it to be but when you look at the Rams this was a team that really last year uh, spent the season and that's one thing about sports uh, you see that happen a lot of times you hear the term teams when you want to be peaking you want to be getting hot hitting your rhythm at the right time and so with the 17 game NFL season around game 11 12 13 is when you want to really start turning the corner and start peaking being ready to play your best football heading into the playoffs so the Rams have been a team last year with the addition of Matthew Stafford at at quarterback really spending maybe the first 10 11 games doing exactly that kind of finding themselves enough talent to win games so on and so forth and then bringing in Odell Beckham Jr making a deal to get Von Miller and then making a deal to get Von Miller. Both of those guys were mid-season deals, bringing those guys on, and then those guys end up being a major part of helping the Rams hit their stride, be healthy enough, be in position to make enough plays to where they could go and make a run. And that's exactly what they did. If you turn around this year, look at their roster, big-time losses we just talked about. They had to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller last year to help assist them get into the Super Bowl. Both of those 
guys are gone. Beckham Jr. right now not playing because unfortunately, as we've seen in the Super Bowl, tore his ACL and is still recovering from that. Von Miller now helping, as we've seen last night on Sunday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills and their Super Bowl aspiration. Right tackle Andrew Whitworth, who was one of the best in the business, he retired after the season was over. We talked about the Rams having major problems on the offensive line. He's one of the key reasons why he was the key anchor at left tackle on that offensive line, not only his play on the football field, but being a veteran leader, a guy that got a guy that other uh, players on that offensive line had to answer to held, he held account, had to be held accountable. So his loss, not only on the field, but in the locker room is a big time is a big time loss. You also look at wide receiver Van Jefferson, who's a key part of the Rams offense. He's been out all year with injuries with those offensive line struggles. They're running games pretty much next to nothing. Matthew Stafford had surgery in the offseason. He missed, again, he missed the preseason. So he came into the season behind schedule. So, man, those are immense changes. You know, that's a lot of stuff to, you know, sift through. And, you know, again, like any sport, man, you need breaks. You need things to go your way. You need to get uh, uh, some, some things, you know, happen to your favor. You need to stay healthy. There's a multitude of things that play into a team ultimately winning a championship. So without question, uh, the Rams are a different team because they don't have a lot of the same players, and that is resulting mostly on offense. Their defense has played well enough for them to be better than what they are. It's their offense that's really the setback. Like I said, without Odell Beckham Jr., without Van Jefferson, and with that offensive line being in shambles pretty much, uh, their offense just does not have a lot to offer. And, uh, man, that's that's causing a major issue. It's got them right now. Like I said, at this point in the season, they're in serious trouble if they don't figure out a way to get things turned around quick to perhaps – not even make the playoffs and that'd be something that nobody ever would imagine coming into this season but so far uh for the rams right now man those those changes uh certainly are having that type of effect but last year they pushed all their chips to the table and were able to win a super bowl so i'm pretty sure if they did it all over again they certainly would uh you know leave the results the same uh it's just kind of one of those things that happens sometimes Vinny. uh the season after you have a lot of success absolutely and and then this is the last question uh, i got just because i'm curious about it uh i I noticed that this season, I don't know how long it's gone on. Maybe, like I said, maybe I missed something. But I love the fact that Washington finally got a new name, and they're now called the Commanders because uh, obviously they changed it from the Washington Redskins. Then they had no name, then they were the Commanders. And I'm not gonna lie, even though at first I was kind of like, you know, one of those guys was like, "What the hell? Why are you changing your name?" I'm not gonna lie, Commanders is not that bad of a name. Actually, that's kind of cool. So I wanted to know what was your thoughts on the name change, and do you think Commanders is better than the one they had before? Uh, I mean, I, I never, you know, I never really had any type of preference. I think that like anything what just by nature the Redskins sounded normal just because it was their name from inception yeah so you know that's the only thing that I think that you know I, I I'm not sure at least myself you know I don't know about you but from the time that you're a kid and you start watching football and you hear the Washington Redskins at least for me I, like in all honesty there was never one time that I ever like stopped and thought about you know like me how it offend you know how it offended people yeah. or it was some type of slur or whatever you know it just was just I mean just from the time that you're I said a kid you know you're little league or whatever you're doing I mean that just was their name so like the commanders uh like I said it's new um I, I'm not good at names I mean I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they ran through you know what I'm saying I'm pretty sure they ran through you know a million names trying to find the right one and so you know at the end of the day uh the commanders it is you know and maybe it has something to do with I think that kind of subconsciously right I, I that's maybe does it have something to do with um being in command you know like they're they're in a place being in dc 
see that they're, you know, near the Capitol building. The president is there. The, you know, the chief in command. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's kind of was 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 maybe what they were thinking or trying to get the effects of, you know. But uh, yeah, it, it's 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 interesting to say the least. You know, like I said, I think you 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 look at a lot of the other uh, teams' names, and to be honest, if some of them got switched uh, today from something else, it may be the same way. I mean, Green Bay Packers. I don't know. I have to look that up. I don't know if there's any. You know, I don't know what a Packer is. So, like I say, that might be on me. That that might be my lack of football, you know, knowledge. I need when we get off this segment, let me go look and see if it has any significance or whatever. But, you know, there's a couple of team names out there. I'm pretty sure people, if if they got changed to tomorrow to what it is now, people might be scratching their heads as well. Oh, oh yeah. When I when I was watching football with my dad, we were playing the Packers. I looked at my dad and said, "The hell is a Packer?" And he couldn't answer. He's like, he was like, he, he did the typical parent thing. He said, "I don't oh, know, see. just watch the game." <laughs> That's all his answer. He just he's like he's like, "I don't know, just watch the game." And but yeah, and and I and I've never and like I said before, I never thought about anything bad either. It was just a football game. I'm like okay, Washington Redskins, Denver Broncos. I'm like, all right, cool game. Uh, I know they were trying to do that with the Braves, and I was like, first of all, that's not gonna work because first of all, nobody in the land is gonna agree to that, and second of all, even if you did change the name. People in the crowds would still be going, oh, you're not gonna shut. We can shut the crowd up, so it just wouldn't work that way. But yeah, I was. I, I'm cool with the Commanders, and um, you know, it's like I said. I admit, I'm like, okay, that's not a bad name. I kind of like that. So it's it sounds badass, and I'm definitely um definitely excited about it. And uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll wrap up this uh NFL NFL week here on the boot on the Boozcast. Lance, thank you so much, man, for uh taking time a busy schedule. I know you've had a lot to do, a lot going on today, and uh, definitely look forward to talking to you next week and we'll definitely have you um definitely have you back on we'll definitely meet up at that uh falcon show next week okay absolutely Vinny. i appreciate you having me yeah back on and i'll be looking forward to coming back and talking more football and most certainly seeing you and everybody down at the uh big falcons rise up uh watch party in a couple weeks sure uh so real quick uh where can people find you on social media yeah here uh on facebook at nfl exporter that's n-f-l-e-x-p-o-r-t-e-r uh lance goodman would be the name and then please especially if you're a football fan go visit nflexporter.com that's my official home and hub where you can catch all my work that's www.nflexporter.com you go to that website right across the top of the page it has all my social media links that'll make it real easy for you to just click one of those logos and to take you straight to my page Absolutely, man. Uh, thanks again, Lance, and we'll talk next week. Okay, thanks so much, Vinny. Thank you. Have a great weekend as well. All right, you too. And, of course, you guys be sure to follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Be on the lookout for the next episode episode of the male soap opera moment hosted by myself and Joey Wensler. They'll be coming out this week where we will give our predictions for WWE Crown Jewel this Saturday. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content 
and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content may be posted. Our latest episode of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring, Extreme and Obscene Rob Black's XPW is out now, so make sure you guys check that out. And of course, the steroid trials will be next week, where I'll be making a big surprise and a big reveal for future projects on the Boochcast. Also, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. That's right, me and the team will be getting together for Survivor Series at 8pm as the main roster will debut for the first time ever War Games! So be sure to join us for the War Games on twitch.tv slash theboochcast. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle and another special project that is currently in the works. And of course you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works best within your budget. Our first level is 99 cents, $1 per month. Our second level is $4.99, $5 per month. And our third level is $9.99, $10 per month. As I mentioned before, pick the one that works the best within your budget. All the money that we raise through Anchor goes back into the show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you have a favorite co-host and you believe it to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then... Pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall That it's time to bid you one and all Goodbye! Goodbye! So long! So long! Farewell! Farewell! Adieu! Adieu! Be good! Stay well! Bye-bye! Keep warm! Relax! And eat! Take care! Stay loose! Adieu, mon vieux! À la prochaine! Goodbye till when we meet again! <laughs>